Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hi, you guys. Welcome to a very special episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm your host, Megan Dwyer. So today is December 1st, which marks the two-year anniversary of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. Yay! Today's episode is going to be a little different from my usual episodes. I really just want to take a few minutes to reflect on my journey over the last two years and to let you guys know why I started this podcast in the first place. I don't know if I've ever actually talked about why this podcast exists before. I know I've mentioned it. I've mentioned a few things here and there in some of my interviews along the way, but I've never really explained it to you guys like upfront. So that's what I want to do right now. There's actually several reasons why I decided to do this podcast. I started it in the first year of the pandemic when I was feeling really lonely. I was craving connection and I was struggling big time with my own relationship with money. In a nutshell, I was buying things to fill a much deeper void than I was even aware of. And I didn't know about any of that until I started working through it on the podcast, right? At the time, I couldn't go anywhere. Nobody could go anywhere, right? So I found other coping mechanisms like online shopping in hopes that I could somehow buy something that would transform me to anywhere but where I was at the time. It was also about this time that I was beginning to see how culture has impacted the way that I've thought and felt for a really long time. I had so many frustrations with what I had always thought was just the status quo, like just the way things were. I had frustrations with the people and the way the world worked around me. I had frustrations with social media and the image that people were trying to portray. And it was all starting to come to a head right around that time for me. And meanwhile, throughout all of this, I was still working full-time as a financial planner and juggling two very young kids who I think were like one and three at the time. I was really frustrated and really confused trying to find my way as a young mom in a male-dominated industry, especially when the world was changing so much, like literally right in front of our eyes. I was also seeing so much scarcity in the actual day-to-day work that I was doing, especially during the pandemic. My God, like that was a crazy time for people. I was seeing clients who I know had enough, had plenty of money to do what they wanted to do. And I would show them through running reports and projections that they had enough money. But a lot of times they still didn't actually believe it. Like they would keep saying, are you sure? Or they'd ask the same questions and meeting after meeting after meeting, right? So I was always really curious about this. And it made me realize that there's so much more to money than the numbers. There's a lot of psychological awareness that is part of this job, which really fascinated me. I always told myself that if I could go back and do life over again, I would go to college and I would study psychology and I would be a therapist. And this podcast 
is really my way of kind of marrying those two passions that I have. I think to some extent, hearing the scarcity that some of the clients would have, hearing the scarcity that was around me at work, also made me more aware of the scarcity in my own life. Like once I saw how these people who who had significantly more than me from a net worth perspective saw how they felt, and I saw that in like a neutral third-party way, I couldn't not see it. So now I saw it in my own life as well. The scarcity that both my parents had, my mom in particular. My mom would like buy things and hide them in her closet and literally never open them. Essentially, like she's trying to make up for all the lack that she felt in other ways, right? It's kind of crazy when you think about it. I grew up outside Boston in a very blue-collar household. My dad was a firefighter. My mom was a nurse. And we always had stuff, but we didn't have everything. Like, I didn't have the fancy clothes or the fancy house or my parents didn't drive the fancy car. And I think that certainly impacted the way that I felt about money going into my adult life, right? So as you can see, there was a lot swirling around in my head at that time that I had never talked about before. And I think one of the reasons I didn't talk about it was because I had never felt like I had a safe place to do it. I couldn't ever really find that honest, like vulnerable, raw connection that I was craving. So I decided to create it. I created this podcast because it was what I wanted to hear. It was what I needed when I was struggling. I didn't need some financial guru who's like typically a man because like, let's face it, that's the reality of the world, right? I didn't need someone like that making me feel bad because I wasn't saving X amount for retirement or doing the quote unquote right things with my money or or tell me that I was not at the place that I should be at for my age when it comes to savings. I needed somebody that I could relate to, who understood the emotional struggles of being a working mom and who didn't deny or ignore the cultural expectations on our particular subset of the population. And yet, that's a lot of what was out there. I didn't need somebody to tell me what I should or shouldn't be doing. I already felt so much shame for that, right? As I think a lot of us do. I wanted a different perspective. I wanted somebody who was supportive and gentle, who would encourage me being supportive and gentle on myself. I wanted something that I could, where I could embrace who I am and embrace the stage of life that I'm in rather than like forcing me to follow some rigid set of do's and don'ts that make me feel bad about where and how I'm spending my money. I think so many financial experts quote unquote here, emphasize a scarcity approach, very much like a diet, which we all know doesn't work in the long run, but it does get results in the short term and it makes money. It sells books, it sells programs, it sells workshops, speaking events, everything, right? So that's why that stuff exists. And what I've learned over the last two years is that people are looking for a quick fix very often because it's easy. We'll spend so much money to mask a problem or try to make it go away. 
but we don't look at the underlying cause of the problem. It's like putting a Band-Aid on a bullet hole, right? It might work temporarily, but eventually we're going to end up right back where we started because the mindset around the issue hasn't changed. A few other things that I've learned along this journey, and I'm actually still learning, by the way, is to trust myself, which has been an up and down journey for me in particular because as women, we are not taught to trust ourselves. I've talked about this so many times on the podcast before. I could go on a huge tangent here, but I'm not going to in the interest of keeping this episode more concise. But please know that this is something that is rampant in our culture and is so important to to debunk. I've also learned that I am way more capable than I even realize. Some days I feel like I can't do anything right, but I still do it. And every so often I might get a comment from someone saying like, I have no idea how you do it all. And I realize that this is all about perspective. Some days I'm just not going to be my best. Actually, most days I'm not my best, to be honest. But even on those days, I'm still pretty freaking competent. I still get stuff done, right? I still go to work. I still get my kids dressed. I still get them out to school. I still make dinner. I still do the things that I need to do. And that's actually really cool when you think about it. So in preparation for this episode, I went back through some notes that I had before I started the podcast. I like hemmed and hawed for months over this, by the way, whether I should do it or shouldn't do it and how to do it perfectly. And I remember being so nervous because I wanted to do it, but I was terrified of what other people would think of me if I put myself out there. But what ultimately made me push through that fear was my why, which for me was to make a difference in just one person's life, to change the way one woman out there thinks about money and to empower her to take an active role in her own money journey. And I've done that. I've had a number of you guys reach out and tell me how one particular episode or something that I said changed your perspective around money. And that is the absolute coolest thing for me. I love hearing it. And I encourage you guys to do it more. I want to hear from you. I want to connect. I want to build a community of women who are vulnerable and supportive and want to make a change in not only our lives, but the world around us. So that's where I'm going next. I have some really amazing topics and conversations coming up over the next few months, and I am so excited to share them with you as I continue to grow this community and make change in my own little way. So with that, I want to remind you guys that to celebrate my two-year anniversary, I am, I'm still doing my $100 Target gift card giveaway. So all you have to do is write me a review on Apple Podcasts, take a screenshot and share it, tag me on social media, and you'll be entered to win. I'll pick the winner on December 15th. So definitely stay tuned for that. And if you haven't already, head over to Facebook and join my Mindful Money Mamas community where you can connect with an already amazing group of like-minded and supportive women. Thank you guys for being on this ride with me. I can't wait to see what the next year will bring and how much we're going to grow together. I'll talk to you later.